Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. So, second half's about to get underway. Maybe not quite yet. Andrew McLean, have you restarted? No, not yet. The team's on their way back out the pitch at the moment. I know we've been having a bit of a laugh about Christmas nights out and stuff like that, but you do fear a bit for Hamilton and for John Rankin because they just looked miles off it in this game. They had maybe a 10-minute spell where they looked okay, but now every single time Queen's Park go forward, you're almost expecting a goal. I mean, the fourth goal that they scored... It was sort of wee flicks in and around the box from the Queen's Park players. It was nicely worked. Grant Savory finished it off. But Hamilton just can't really be allowing Queen's Park to do that. They'd only won one in 11 in the league before today. So I think John Rankin will be worried standing on the touchline. And I mentioned it earlier on. When you turn to the Hamilton bench, it's all young, young players. Four of the players born in 2006. One born in 2005 one born in 2003 and the other three born in 2002 so he's not got a lot to turn to he's not really got a lot to work with and you wonder whether that maybe might buy him a bit of time because the Hamilton hierarchy will know that he doesn't have an experienced squad and he does have a lot of young players but they'll need to be careful in this game because it's 4-0 as the second half kicks off and it could really be anything for Queen's Park in this game Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Trade accounts available now. Call them today. Yeah, that's a worry. Uh, not the fact that there's not a single member of the Hamilton bench who was alive when I started high school, but that they're 4 0 down, Hugh Keevens. Uh, you wonder where it goes from here and uh, what the reaction will be like. My guess is subconsciously, the Queen's Park players have Newcastle in mind more than they have a fifth goal. So teams in that position, four up at half-time, subconsciously switch off. I wouldn't be surprised well, Aki's, if it stayed 4-0. Nackies need to hope that's the case. I hope so. Mm. For for John's sake, to expect the Queen's Park team to be in the conga at the I th- I think <laughs> go. I think it'll go the other way, Hugh. I've been involved in things like this before, and you go out there, you know the party's safe, you know the journey's got to be brilliant, Let's put on a show. I think Hamilton will lose goals in the second half. Well, we'll find out then. It could get a lot worse, or there might be some sort of unlikely comeback. Hamilton Aki's fans, whichever it is, make sure you get in touch with your thoughts after the game on the usual phone line. I'll give you the nod when it's time to get in touch. Until then, you can stay in contact with us at Clyde SSB. Speaking of which, let's do this nice and early, Hugh. Mm. The second half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news and opinion online I have played beside Paul Telfer And Stephen Presley I've been managed by Roy Hodgson And Gordon Strachan I was taken off in an FA Cup final But played in And won a Scottish League Cup final. Now here's the clue. I have the same number of letters in my forename as there are in my surname. Wow. Who am I? Read it again. Hmm. I have played alongside Paul Telford and Stephen Presley. I've been managed by Roy Hodgson and Gordon Strachan. I was taken off in an FA Cup final, but played in and won a Scottish League Cup final. Also, I have the same number of letters in my forename as there are in my surname. Who am I? Get guessing then at Clyde SSB. Send your tweets in and let's see who can not only get the answer, but who can get it in the quickest time. I'll keep an eye on Wilson and DL to see how they fare as well. And we've got one of these nice and early. Goal flashes. 
with Clydebilt Home Improvements. Our broth have equalised. Dick Campbell's worked his magic at the break. A rousing team talk. And David Gold has scored to draw them level. Our broth won. Morton won. What was a good way to start? Glad for Fraser that he's actually got a game that's kicked into life after the long journey. So, game's firmly in the balance. Uh, yeah, so that's an early goal in the second half That's all we've got There have been three changes for the Ackies. Uh The teenagers are all on Well, Andy Winter might be 20 by now Andy Winter's come on Fergus Owens and Gabe Forsyth Gabe Forsyth born in 2006 yep. On Incredible. for Hamilton Ackies at half time That's the one that was school with my boy And it's good to see him getting a chance uh, And see if you're John Rankin And you've looked at the performance again at The same players Churning at the same performance Why not? Why not give youth a chance? Sometimes you're better With kids who are hungry And will run about And do The absolute essentials And you might just get A spark out of them So It's it's a brave decision sometimes But sometimes you're forced into it And this might be the, the Start of a great career For some of these young lads Absolutely East Fife 1 Annan 2 Tommy Goss has scored Just into the second half uh, For Annan as well so we'll keep an eye on all those lower league games don't forget when the open line is here at 5 you can have your say on anything you wish maybe it'll be Celtic's new signing for instance because they've signed Alistair Johnson earlier on today I think like we alluded to earlier Mark before we even get to whether these guys are good or not just on the face of it Celtic fans are pleased at getting the business done so early yeah and I think that's a a real uh, you know, plus point that Ange Postacoglu has brought to the club. But he's a manager. He's no nonsense. He likes to get done, things done quickly. And you've got to give credit, I think, to the Celtic board as well, because unless something that we don't know has happened behind the scenes, it seems like when Ange Postacoglu says he wants something, they back him all the way and they get things done quickly. When I was at the club, even when I left the club, they went through a period that. They were linked with numerous players right up until the last days of the transfer window and the players got away that they should have got over the line. It doesn't seem to be the case with this manager. Ange Postecoglou is the biggest man at the club. He's bigger than anyone. It doesn't matter who's coming in as chairman. It doesn't matter who's going out as chairman. It doesn't matter about the CEO, Michael Nicholson. Nobody at Celtic is bigger than Ange Postecoglou. He is the, the people's favourite in a short space of time, he has made himself an iconic figure at Celtic Park. And he continues to grow in the position. Do you not think the, the arrival, uh, Peter? No. Would, well, that's what I was going to say. That. That, that's clearly no. been, that, well, it was clearly the fear amongst a lot of Celtic fans. Mm. If you read Twitter or listen to these phone-ins last night. If I he, would, if I would he, find it impossible, Hugh, to think that Peter may come in there, soft at the beginning... But he'll, I think he'll grow back into the guy who ran the club for all those years. Yeah, but he's a very clever man that knows the way the club's going, Mark. Yeah, so yeah. if you walk in there and you know it's very successful, you know the way it's going, it's going positive, it's going forward, then if you're good at your job, you sit back there and you just keep everything moving along uh, the way it is. The, it's the, also a different role, or it should yeah, be. It exactly, should be, I should say. Exactly. Um, the, the, the talk just now is... Uh, all very complimentary Ange Postacoglu saying it's good for the club that uh, Peter Lawwell was heavily involved in bringing Ange to the club but from afar it would strike me that if Peter Lawwell ever strays into a position where he is interfering with the decisions that Ange Postacoglu should be taking Celtic would be looking for a new manager 
Yeah, I, I don't think he's a bad thing at all. I, I must state that that Pierre Lowell's coming back. I think he, he was a great servant for the club, and you know, guided them to some terrific success. But I just, I, I think it, it's going to be difficult for him to come back into the club and and not be as active as he once was. He's not been away for ten years. Remember, it's only a short space of time. And I know he's the good thing is he's already got a relationship with Ange Postecoglou, heavily involved and in bring them to the club. So Daz is right. If everything's going well, then fine. But you I just wonder it, if he'll get you know itchy feet and. No, nah, I think Pierre Lowell. Look, everybody knows a very clever man, intelligent man. I think he'll have a thought about that when he had his time away, his break. I think he's now coming back. I think he'll realise how how forward thinking the club's what it's all about. The manager's been a terrific success so far. Transfer markets have been brilliant for them. No, I th- I don't think there'll be a problem there at all with the, Peter the, the, I the, think it'll be a, a good added addition. The situation is that the the fear has already been flagged up that there'll be too much interference from the chairman. However, that is supposition. Until he gets across the door on the 1st of January, mm. uh, we will need to see how it pans out. But he, he, it would be very, very foolish, and he's not a foolish man, to cross Ange Postacoglu. Uh, no goals going in at the moment then to tell you about. Just that Annan one was the, the most recent, and I brought that to you a few moments ago. You can tweet us at Clyde SSB. We're looking for your answers to the second half teaser. We're asking for your Christmas night out stories Because tonight is the night This is when football teams start going away uh, It's the 3rd of December obviously Queen's Park for instance 4-0 up on Hamilton They're going straight down to Newcastle after the game Air United players are off to Dublin We're just asking you Whether it's an amateur football team A junior football team Maybe even your workplace Tell us your stories Your best stories about your Christmas nights out You can keep them clean You can leave out names You can send them anonymously Do whatever you want But just give us all your memories Of your favourite Christmas nights out Send them at Clyde SSB Remember one time Gordon we Celtic We went to Manchester For another night out And uh, Ricky Hatton had just fought Mayweather uh, oh, In America that, yeah, So yeah. it was around about that year <laughs> So he just got back He was in the same club as we were and a, a friend of the show who's been on this show and mm. sometimes through the Euros went up to Ricky and Ricky's face a bit barred and bruised and he'd had a few drinks and he was going at Ricky doing the punch in his <laughs> face oh, no 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 <laughs> and Ricky I don't think Ricky Hatton was, was best pleased as somebody trying to mock punch him in the face what a pest yeah yeah that was amusing what a big pest he's a, he's a boxer not a set of swings <laughs> oh it was, I was oh no no that's not the one you're thinking of. oh it's, it's not a, it's a more sensible one actually oh I know the one then yeah we just name him he'll be busy today ah, he'll be busy he's got Gary, a job Gary Caldwell <laughs> it's Gary Caldwell was it Caldwell. Caldwell. Was it? <laughs> think that I thought he'd oh, be Gary's sensible <laughs> oh no once <laughs> Gary gets a few refreshments he's, he's, he's a funny guy oh very man. funny guy oh no yeah well it wasn't Charles Char- <laughs> Charlie's got a, a good few what an we can't, pest. Nah, we can't talk about Charlie's Poor Ricky Hart Although to be fair If you're going to go out You've got to sort of Expect a bit of that do you Ah know? well I, did, I, I think you'd expect Selfies and Oh lucky Ricky I don't think you'd expect Shadow boxing A shadow boxing yeah, In enough. front of you Good city man Harton Yeah Big fan Blue Moon That was his yeah. uh, By the way Walk uh, on music Have I, you seen the shape of him Now Oh he's, he's oh, Down his face Yeah Some turnaround 
Hopefully you yet. Best fight I ever saw in person. Ricky Hatton, Costa Zoo, Manchester oh, Evening was News Arena. Wasn't it? I remember that. Oh. 2000 what, Hugh? Uh, oh, now you're asking. Russell Crowe came into the ring and did the full gladiator bit before it was all... The, the, the start of the fight was time for American television. You had to be in the arena four hours before it started. Uh, but the best fight I ever saw. Did he actually... Um uh, what's his face? Did he re- seriously? Yeah, he came into the I ring. Remember the fight? I don't. I don't remember that. But yeah, yeah. Two thousand five incident. It was all very glamorous, you know. There's Russell Crowe, and then uh, Ricky Hatton's mum stood on my foot in the press conference afterwards. She had stiletto <laughs> heels on. I thought. How <laughs> would you remember yeah. that? It could have been anybody's mum. He's just went, <laughs> no, I'll strike no, no, your no. hands. No, no, no. Sorry, Love. Sorry, Love. Who else's mum's going to be in the press conference though? Yeah. After the yeah, fact. But Come on. Anybody's mum. You two need to start respecting this guy. Nah, yeah. we, we think he's from shoulders See, the, the can never, you. you can always verify my stories as a lie, right? Oh, as, <laughs> as a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but Hugh, we can never get to because we don't know. Well, the former, the former head of. Uh, media at the SFA was with me so are you going to contradict Daryl Broadfoot's work as well oh yeah we'll get him on the phone there you are uh, yeah the Aki's subs weren't alive and Ricky Hatton yeah. fought Costa incredible, incredible. Two, the, the, I have two grandchildren who are older than these Aki's subs two grandchildren well let's see what impact they can make they're 4-0 down how's that for a I know uh, uh, there you go deal with that but sometimes it's the best Gordon like uh, Guys, just going in, no fear. Just go and play the way you've been playing and training in the reserve games and get what you can out of it. Sometimes you get a better reaction. Why keep playing the same players that let you down week after week? Netherlands 2, USA nil on 58 minutes in the World Cup knockout phases. Reina come on for the US. I take it that's Claudio Reina's son, oh, is it? and more than that, who's he named after? Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. He is indeed. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Gio Reina, very highly rated. Thinks loads of injuries though, hasn't he, in the last couple of seasons I, didn't, I think the Netherlands made a couple of changes as well at the break yeah. which is quite something considering the 2-0 up you know it's not often you see that because it's not like the game's gone and you're resting players no because the next goal if USA get it then maybe all of a sudden bang maybe they've anticipated changes from the USA to get back into it so they've yeah, thrown a, a counter um, so a couple of changes as well uh, Netherlands well worthy of their lead mark they've, they've saved up their best performance of the tournament by a mile for the right time look good look much like the Netherlands were used to seeing in these tournaments because the opening stages they looked a bit of a dull watch to be honest but they got through but today they're looking like a real threat and who would they get in the next round would they get the winners of well, Argentina or Australia, Australia would they yeah. could be I think they're not part of the draw Mark yeah. I hope they are because I just Made agreed. Yeah, agreed. I'm going to have to start throwing my weight behind the Netherlands because I've got them. Got in, I've got them and England in the sweep, and well, mm. y- you know my thinking there. Um, and I thought Netherlands had absolutely no chance, and they still probably don't. But I'm glad that they're looking a bit better. Let's actually revisit that. Let's see who's who's still standing in the the sweepstake. Yes. Hugh Evans, you're still in times two. Argentina, Argentina and Croatia. Croatia yep. Gordon, you've got Portugal. Yeah, but I'm afraid Denmark are gone. gone. Mark Wilson, you've got Brazil. Yeah, your, yeah. Two, your two teams, Brazil and Cameroon, up against uh, each yeah. other. Uh, last night so who are we saying goodbye to all together Roger Hanna he's gone Belgium and Serbia uh, Andy Hallard he's gone Saudi Arabia Uruguay Andrew McLean must be gone 
Canada. Costa Rica and Canada. Costa Rica, Canada, he's obviously gone. I think, um, what else? Well, what Marvin, about Big Marvin? He's still hoping for the, the Aussies can come through. He's, well, he's, he's got a chance, he'll be away. Simon Donnelly's hanging on Who's to he? South Korea. Mm. Ah, they might be the surprise package. Mm. Yeah. Get Ke- put it next round. Kenny Miller hanging on to France. Oh, they're in me a shout. Uh, I think Gabriel's gone. He had Ghana and Mexico. <laughs> Fraser Wisher, he'll be anti anti England. He's got Senegal. Oh. So it'll be. Is that his only team? If it's left in it. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, not as sorry yet. Yeah. David Fields got the. David Fields about to go out, I think, through USA. He's still got Japan. So I like Japan. I really there. do like Japan. I'd love Japan to win it. They would just tidy everything up on the go, leave the place away. What a save. USA goalkeeper, what a save. Almost 3 0. Memphis to pie again. Mm. I think he's got to save this year. I really do. You think it's for the cameras? Yeah. Catch us. uh, He's right down his throat. Got to save that. His throat's two feet above their head. Ah, come on. (laughs) Don't want to give any credit to this tournament. Uh, No, no, no. Will you watch your final? I don't know when is it on. Eighteenth, you know the reason why is because well, I was going to say we, but as if I had anything to do with it. That's my daughter's second birthday party, oh. and uh, a few of my friends quite quickly pointed out, uh, "What are you up to here? That's the World Cup final. How, how's this going to work? <laughs> is oh. it an afternoon kick well, off? But it's a four o'clock kick off. I think the World Cup is it? it? I think so. Oh, that's good because is. I believe I've got tickets to see Paul and Tina that night. So that's good if it's a four o'clock kick off. I'll get that. Well, three in. o'clock, even better. Oh, right? yes. Early mm, start. Three o'clock. Just sorted. What a day. Where is he mm. playing? Glasgow. Is he? Good. Mm. I, I was supposed to be uh, acting with him, but unfortunately I couldn't make the. the, the what do you call it when you go the rehearsals? Well, that's right. I forgot about your yeah, big sitcom Paolo, that you. Paolo was there. Your bottle crashed and you refused no, to. My bottle didn't it. crash. I was just unfortunate. Yeah, other things came. What do you from. mean, Paolo? Was no, he was part of the, the staff. The production? No, the staff. The cast. 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 <laughs> uh, Come and see Paolo so will you, Can we not tempt you back to the World Cup at all? Have you totally chucked it? I, I'll tell you what I will watch, only because it's a Sunday and I've got my day planned out. I'm going to watch England tomorrow night. That's because you're a big England fan. Yeah, I do like England, yeah. I, I've always liked England throughout mm. the years. I like watching them in grandstand. When go- <laughs> grandstand, grandstand, yeah. oh, yeah. off. maybe maybe whilst we're also getting your thoughts in for your favourite Christmas night out memories, maybe we could share our best World Cup memories just to try and inspire Gordon DL or to remind him of better times because he's chucked it, he's lost faith with this year's competition. Just remind him of what he could be missing out on. Send him all the greatest World Cup memories. What springs to mind? I think we mentioned it earlier. For people of our age or my age, my generation. Zidane, headbutt, Matarazzi, mm. Penenka's a penalty off the bar, last ever game, sent off, walks past the World Cup trophy. <laughs> how do you top that? Uh, well, how do you Try. top that? Um, Zidane again, scoring two in the final mm-hmm. against Brazil. The whole controversy around Ronaldo the night before the final, everybody tuned in. Of course, we were part of that World Cup. That was the one that stuck out for me. That's when Zidane really came onto the scene as the exceptional player because Euro 96, he was... He was built up to be the next best thing and he didn't quite hit the heights and then 98 he was amazing I mean Hugh you'll, you'll be of a different generation yep. there are loads you going, what are you giving us Archie Gemmel well uh, Diego Gemmel. Armando Maradona who did who, Archie Gemmel who dribbled round Vim Jansen to score that goal 
the, the opening ceremony in Seoul, South Korea, in 2002 will live with me because I thought I've never felt so far away from home, <laughs> ever. <laughs> and it was atmospheric, chilling even, and it was wonderful, but I thought, oh, I'm standing here in Seoul, South Korea. I mean, this, this is the I thing. These could be the types of moments that you'll miss. What do if we get another hand of God? No, I mean, VAR will just ugh, come no, and clean okay, it up. But. L- listen, I'm, I'm by with this, right? Uh, I thought the players in our day were better than the modern day players <sighs> in the World Cup. Oh, behave. Oh, you kidding on? What? You, you absolutely kidding on? Gert Muller, Beckenbauer, Rivellino, Jorginho, uh, go back to Maradona, you go to all the greats of uh, Germany. Muller. You uh, said Hitler twice, so you've run out of players already. Yeah. All <laughs> I'll tell you what, players. tragically, while he is in a very, very poor way, I remember 1958. Really? Yep, uh, the window, the Can't be top, top yeah. flat window in a tenement building in Partick, and my father shouting me up, come on up and see this, we were playing football in the street. World Cup final, and there's Pele, a teenager, and he became... Hours, people of my generation, he became ours. I watched him in that final, and because he was young, and everyone looked, people who were 29 looked 89 then. (laughs) But every team had superstars, you. Yeah. Absolute superstars, and that's the difference now. You didn't have the wee guy out in the right running round in circles five times trying to flick every ball. You know, you had real proper players. See, it's easy to that say that's such an old guy. Aye, I mean, aye, I mean aye, Neymar's aye, a superstar. Do you know what I mean? Ronaldo, yeah, well, Messi, they're all what, there. They're superstars. For every superstar you mention in this World Cup, I'll give you two. Right? In my World Cup. Uh, exactly. But see all those guys you mentioned? They didn't all play at the same World Cup. You've just basically named yeah, every good player that's from... That's a 74. I've just from, uh, from I've rattled years. off there. Uh, a modern day moment says Andrew McLean yesterday Cavani pushing over the VAR monitor see that wouldn't be possible <laughs> what about, any of your uh, old world cups what about the lad uh, punching the dugout Lukaku Lukaku mm. what, a, what a right hook that yeah, was it's not bad yeah Ricky Hatton would have been proud of that Roberto Martinez coming back to live in Motherwell now do you think yeah maybe there's a wee flat next to me the, yeah. the local area what about uh, I mean from a this featured in the, the lockdown quizzes we did, didn't it? What about Roger Miller in oh, the dance yeah. celebration? Would that be one of your favourite oh, World yeah, Cup nice, moments? Nice movements. Or remember Bebeto, the old Bebeto one, Rotten the Cradle. Oh, yeah. that was amazing. What do you mean, Huck? Uh, no, that was one of the most iconic celebrations uh, in World Cup history. No. You guys need to really get That was 94. That was, by the way, maybe a bit jaded in 94. It was, it was it, when everybody joined in. Oh. I bet you you did that. Never. You and who else was in that race team at that time? Never. Craig Brewster. Ah, uh, no. you and Mark Jason Dear. I was like Ronaldo celebrations it. all about me. And um, <laughs> stay away. <laughs> Roberto Baggi was missed penalty. Yeah. yeah. Diana Rossi's penalty. Oh yeah. If you want to throw that into the mix as well. Uh, Terry Butcher with the bloody head. Is that a World Cup or is it's that a qualifier? Is that a qualifier yeah. against yeah. that one? Was it? Peter Lorimer's volley against Ayer Remember that Hugh? Yeah Fantastic Joey Jordan scored I mean they wouldn't get back for the the wall I had to I'll never forget Joey Jordan The only Scot ever to score at three World Cup finals Uh, The the qualifier against Czechoslovakia When Joe scored to take us to the 1974 World Cup Hamden that night No transport available Walked into town What a feeling Scotland at a World Cup Oh, yeah. How many World Cups have you been to here? Uh, 
I've only been to three, but on three <laughs> on three different continents: France in '98, Japan in 2002, and uh, before that, '94 in uh, USA. First game. That's why it's called Shingo Shug or something. Shinjuku. Shingo Shug. That's the Christmas version. Gaza's Tears. Would that be a famous World Cup moment? Yeah. Uh, yeah when he gets inside. Lineker does my head in there. Gary Lineker. Oh, like no. He's pointing to the bench saying, oh, he's on the edge. Oh, oh, no. Oh, we've got another one of these. Goal flashes. With Clyde-built home improvements. Air 2, Wraith Rovers nil. Josh Mullen, a second for him, a second for Air, And it looks like the Gordon DL Derby it's will over. be won by the home side Air will stay top And I told you, Dazzler, I told you no, no more goals at Hampton <laughs> Still that, that early sub, here. Subconsciously, the foot has come off the pedal Yeah, well, Queen's Park are about to make a couple of changes uh, Andrew McLean suggesting the guys coming off might go straight up the tunnel to try on their Elvis <laughs> yes. and Banana Man mm. costumes. <laughs> yes. They will be. They'll be saying to the gaffer, "Look, all right, we yeah, uh, just get a shower, shower. <laughs> just start things." <laughs> they all done that one, didn't we? Mm. Oh, get the that. food in for the bus. Oh. Get everything ready. Oh. I was enjoying your favourite World Cup moments before we were introdu- uh, interrupted. Uh, the, uh, the only three who says I would have loved, or I still would love to go to a World Cup. Just to experience the atmosphere. Which country around. would you pick, Mark? Because you're quite. Which country? I would like to go to the next one. I'd like to go to uh, USA and uh, Canada and Mexico, Mexico get yeah. it as well. Yeah. So yeah. I'd it's love to go to that. So uh, hopefully traveling. Scotland get there. Gabriel's, we'll all be there. Gabriel's throwing in Marco Tardelli's goal celebration in the final 1982. Oh, yeah. like that. That? Well done, Gabriel. No. Yes. When he was running away with it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Passion. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was wonderful. That's decent. I like that. That's a good suggestion. We'll add that to the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already done Roger Miller somebody else still, it's still for me not that I'm bitter but Edson Braffide in the World oh, Cup final right <laughs> hold on right because uh, there did was a mind, moment just quickly did you see those tongue in cheek comments you made about Edson Braffide like somebody picked up there was an article written about them oh was there yeah. ah, Mark no, Wilson just lay, lazy journalism. hits out at former teammate or something <laughs> like that. well that's might be in the paper Jealousy as well one. see the bit there was a bit in that game where he's playing left back and a big switch of play comes and he's running trying to get to his man he takes his eye off the ball and the ball hits him in the back of the head and falls to the Spain player and I just <laughs> that, that, that sums this up I, I wanted to switch the TV off at that point what about not going back too far actually but it's just came back almost full circle what about Suarez deliberate handball on the line sent off stands at the side watches gonna miss the penalty that's, right, yeah. that's nasty isn't it that's the the dark arts Super. and it comes back to, <laughs> it comes back around and and bites them this year there have been some brilliant oh, moments. Oh. There have been some unbelievable. Men. This is what you could miss out on. Yeah, you could miss out on some of these if you turn your back on this tournament. Have, have you noticed we're talking about the past World Cups excitement the players? Oh yeah, been. we're going back miles to that, think about Luis Suarez. Right, but we're not really speaking about this one. Come on, God. This is let, the point. This is what I'm trying to illustrate. If you've turned your back on the World Cup, you might miss. But the let's next be honest. I moment. think there's a lot of people. Not really enjoyed this World Cup. Let's be honest with the standard of football in the game. How many nil nils did we have in round one? Quite a few. Right. Okay. It's got better though. Uh, it's, it's got to get better. Mark. It's livening up. 
Yeah, the last ten minutes when you have to throw players on and go attacking, of course it's got to line but up. These, it's got these to get could better. be this collection of games coming up to the final could be the greatest set of games, and you'd still and you're see at be the watching end. The Coronation Street omnibus, and it's still see at the end. Let's Gordon, it was voice. a rubbish World Cup because he he just remembers the start, and that's it. You'll yeah. never change your mind. First what, impressions. What about Harold Schumacher? Who would that count? Oh, as well? I was going to say was one of the tackle. great moments. I don't know about great, maybe memorable. You can't call that a tackle, can you? Nineteen eighty-two. Was that the goalie? Yeah, yeah can ah. fly now. Yeah. Do you open your window on Christmas morning and shout to the children to get off your grass? <laughs> no, because I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Ebenezer. Yeah. Well, let's check Yara in on that, uh, that teaser, by the way, Hugh. Yeah. Remind us of it. I have played alongside Paul Telfer and Stephen Presley. I've been managed by Roy Hodgson and Gordon Strachan. I was taken off in an FA Cup final, but played in and won a Scottish League Cup final. I also have the same number of letters in my forename as there are in my surname. Who am I? Bailey thinks it's George Burley. No. Lee Hughes has gone for Joseph Ledley to balance <laughs> up the numbers. Not even Joe Stuart Ledley. Ferguson thinks it's Gary Holt. No. Mm. Uh, and TJ is almost certainly at it because he says Jan Venegar of Hesselink, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which it clearly is. Are we getting not. a clue with the letters? No. See the numbers. Uh, is that, I take it that's significant. It's, it's well recognisable in the name, or if you just flung no, that it's in. Just, it's a fairly it's a random final. clue. Yeah. yeah oh, I must, I must right, say. Okay. It, it's a, a piece of whimsy. Yeah. So we're not going further with how many letters No, I mean, no, 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 that, no. no, It just happens to be a fluke The guy's surname is the same number of letters as his forename Or Christian name He's one of these guys that if I was to see his nationality yeah, You would probably, instantly get yeah. it Because his nationality became a bit of a talking point In a roundabout way That's all, that's all I can say on that cryptic clue if you know who it is already, you'll totally get that, what I just yeah, said, yeah, but yeah. maybe maybe it is a bit more cryptic than we're looking at the look in your face. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sorry. not done anything for you. I'm going, I'll go positions. <laughs> Rather than the, the good clue yeah. that Gordon's just gave you. Because I'm struggling here. Have you noticed lately in these sort of a quizzes, not quizzes, a teaser, that Hannah and the posting never really... <laughs> Get involved stay, now. stay quiet now, do they? Have you noticed that? Uh, USA go around the goalkeeper, oh. but it's cleared off the line. I'm not sure if it was going to end up in the net. Was that uh, right? No, right. I'm thinking about the, the clearance from uh, the Netherlands. It was a terrible, oh, like passing. What a horrendous touch, though, around the goalkeeper. He's uh, himself too late. Actually, he'd done well to get the finish on target. Oh, what a chance. This game has been excellent. One of the best games I've seen in this World Cup. Mario, you're making that up because you've hardly watched it. I've got to it. Another sub for USA. The Celtic fans, I'm sure Hugh would say, I see, you leave Cameron Carter Vickers Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. This is what happens to you. He was good in the last game, hasn't played. Uh, they're 2-0 down. And you would rather they were there and winning things and adding to their transfer value and all the rest of it and feeling good. But he'll be... He'll, he'll be up the road shortly he'll, he'll be at Lennox Town on Monday morning and there'll be, there's two, two weeks today until Celtic play again so he'll be back won't he 
That, thought, that's always something that I find interesting. That you know, when you get put out, you instantly back the next day. Uh, are you checking out your hotel? Do you have to? Is it like? Oh, oh they might not be checking out their hotel. Yes, they have pulled one back. What a game this is! Oh, it's amazing. Mm. Strange circumstances. Oh, it was yeah. across the face of the goal. I think there was a, there was a touch, a flick. I think it maybe came off a Netherlands defender as well. It then looped up high over the head of the Netherlands goalkeeper. And it ends up in the back of the net A very strange goal But it's game on Netherlands 2 USA 1 What a finish for 15 minutes of regulation time And then in this World Cup There'll be 35 minutes of time oh. added on <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Look at the quality in that, that goal That guy needs to put the lottery on tonight That is the luckiest finish I've ever seen Because he almost Scuffs the ball Oh my Oh my Oh that's I think, think he's made that No This is a lad that's just taking the bad touch that around the goalkeeper, right? He's How basically that even right. He's basically got a bit behead, a bit ahead of the ball. As the ball is cut across the face, he's a bit ahead of it. So he sticks his foot out behind him and it clips his toe, flies up into the air, and loops over the goalkeeper. A, a million to one of that happening again It's looped over behind I don't know how it's looped over behind, behind him. him How the ball's moved that way it, what a, Have what you ever taken such a bad touch That it's ended up over the goalkeeper's head and then No I've never <laughs> In I've, the back of the I've net I've never scored something like that That's incredible Wow That is incredible Yeah maybe um, Cameron Carter Vickers Won't be back on Monday morning We'll soon oh, see yeah. um, But there we go uh, yeah, I, Mark, I guess they do head home pretty soon. Oh, they're in here. Um, yeah, they, they're in uh, here. By the way. Here's oh. Big Righty. Oh, oh. Right. oh what oh. a game this is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, see, he's livening up now. Was there not yeah. some sort of, because on that, was there not some sort of story? Uh, it might even just be speculation about Belgian players getting separate flights home or something. Or Where they really? Falling out or something. Uh, it, does, uh, it does fascinate me. Like, did they have to have everything packed? Did they have to take it to right, the aura? Who cares what what we're going to No, I think it's quite an interesting fact. Sure, when is that they pack the case, life. I wonder if they've got their stuff packed. Well, if, if they go straight to the stadium to the airport, the oh, of course not. It's not, like, it's, it's not like uh, Love Island. We need to bring your case. <laughs> oh, right, my celebrity, you've got the Belgium. Your checkout time's eleven, please. <laughs> I think they'll be allowed to go back to their back hotel to the room tail. if that's what you're asking. Oh, I goodness. think they should just be ejected if you get beat. No, you're your case is in the car park. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently some sort of tweet. I don't even know how true it is. It's got 45,000 likes right enough, but that could mean anything on Twitter. Five Belgian players booked earlier flights to fly home separately from their teammates. Mm. Well, you don't read much into that, do you? What do you mean? Yeah, maybe just want home earlier and a different flight. And Gareth Bale flew home separately from the rest of the Welsh squad. That's he would have went first class. class so. yes. He's a way to play golf, but usually you would fly home together, wouldn't you? Yeah, fly you would together. Think so. It's a World Cup. Yeah, but you might be flying to a different destination, obviously. All back to the same, but see, that sums you up as yeah, well. just want to go himself. I wouldn't want to go in the first place too long. <laughs> You'd be home to be out early, wouldn't you? <laughs> You'd go for the bonus money, <laughs> fake an injury, and then get back. Yeah, I'm I, off. I get, look, Hugh, for a lot of the big clubs, it's a drop in the ocean. I'm not sure it's a game changer for Celtic either, but I think they're up to about a million quid for their players who've been yeah. out there. Yeah. You know, the longer they're late, the longer they're there, the more money you get, the more players they've got. I think last I saw Celtic up to about a million quid. Oh. So they go in very simple terms. Is that? Does that cover a third of the transfer fee for Alistair Johnson? You know, that would be the well, way you would look at these things. Easy money. Whichever way you looked at it, easy money. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I you didn't know that. that. You told yeah. me that. Oh, like even, even at the Euros, 
so every Scotland player that went away, obviously with my own biases, that's why it was it was seen as it was great that Stephen O'Donnell and Declan Gallagher went as well, didn't they? Did they get a cut of it, Gordon, the player? No. Who, who pays that? I think it's a FIFA thing. Oh, it's a FIFA thing. Right. Uh, Fraser will correct me for sure. Fraser will provide the info whilst I give you this. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. It's an equaliser for Airdrie in our League One featured match. It was Callum Smith. It was cut back, slid it past the keeper, and we've got game on here. One-one between Falkirk and Airdrie. Producer Callum straight in. Two hundred and thirty thousand for Dundee United so far. Of Which course, is, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Well, to Dundee United, 230 grand is more than... Oh. Here's you know, a question. It is to Celtic in relative mm. terms. Did you get half pay for your, your time you were with Scotland? Do you get paid if you're an international now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Have you done uh, well, anything? Be, be does anybody at SFA? Well, I'm talking well, about the guys that actually contributed. 35 minutes I did. We're in the tra- Carlin Cup. We're in a track, so it doesn't count. Uh, yeah, listen, we won that trophy, so... Did we win that trophy, actually? That's an interesting one. I wonder if the, the international players get paid. I think they're on enough money, as it is. Uh, I thought we were getting other goals. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, we have. There we are. It, it looks like it time. will be the Netherlands uh, going through. It's Netherlands 3, USA 1. And there we are, if we're looking for a Scottish connection. Yeah. Go on then. What's the name of the guy that oh, scored? Dumfries. Dumfries. <laughs> QOS. Uh, he has scored. He set up the first two, and now he scored the third as well. Fantastic! Uh, <laughs> evening taking your approach for him. Yeah. Denzel Dumfries. What a name! Poor, and, uh, poor defending. Look at the look at the line in the back four there. Ridiculous! He's got all the time in the world. Uh, yeah, yeah, He's not quite sure what the left back's doing. No. Oh. The big bright orange jersey might have given it away, but he's um he's all alone and. The only thing I did like, right, and I don't think you'll agree with me because of tradition, I love the blue uh, strip with Brazil. I like that. That's always their away sort of colour, isn't it? Yeah. Do you like that one, Matt? Not really. No, I like the yellow one. Great, that was a good conversation. See, just on that that goal there, (laughs) you know, we wondered if Carter Vickers would play and Zimmerman's in there and you look at that goal, Zimmerman's a centre half and he's... He's allowed his left back to come in and mark the player standing right beside him and he puts it away. I, I don't think he's had a particularly good World Cup. When Carl Vickers came in, he, he showed up pretty well. So, surprising. I think he's got a, a big future for the USA going forward. Kelty Hearts 2, Peter Head 0, Nicky Lowe's penalty. Fraser Wishart says the Scotland international team only get paid if they qualify for finals. Oh, so there you go. They don't get paid. <laughs> well, they did qualify for the last Euros, remember? It would have been a... Lift in there um, Any more goals going in at the moment I don't think so None in our featured matches Certainly that last one Was that equaliser uh, You've certainly called uh, The Hamden one right Hugh yeah. I've got to give you credit for that yeah, Halfway to, to Newcastle aren't they Yeah, yeah. Mine's firmly on the evening's entertainment ahead There's nothing worse See when uh, Do you ever get when boys brought A guitar on the bus no. no, no, no. I had that we, a few. We, we weren't that talented. Few times we struggled to bring the boots on. You boys thought Christmas night out was to show there, to show there, work throughout the year at home. I thought you'd be into that. I thought that would be up your street. I know. Listen, I, I, I did. Have did a you bring one? No, no, I didn't bring one. You I would never bring guitar, one. Don't you? Oh, I used to. I used to dabble in it. <laughs> did you get lessons? Do you actually? I, no. Or do you no, just go? No, ding, no. Ding, ding. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Gordon no. Deal imitates a guitar. <laughs>
That was a right You would have played one. with some famous Scottish guitar playing footballers, Jim O'Brien. You would have played with him. Very good. Oh, I mean, he was he was good enough. The to Stephen play. Thompson, not Stephen dabbled. Thompson was magnificent. I always remember Stephen Thompson, Craig Easton, going up at a. It was a full Christmas uh, night out put on at a hotel by the club at Dundee United where you brought your partners along and they went up on stage and done a full set. My cover songs they were magnificent. So they were. Sean Dillon at Dundee United, he was another one who. who loved so the why are you so critical of the idea then, five minutes ago? Uh, no, it was, it was good it was when it was Christmas in that room, out. but see when you're on the bus, say to Liverpool and. You've got a guy playing guitar for four hours and you're thinking, right, let's give it a rest. Aye, put the guitar away. Maybe chuck that out the window. Aye, aye. On the way down. Get the tunes on, get GBX on. GBX will be on that Queen's Park bus. Oh, it's an absolute guarantee. Until the reception goes away. (laughs) The Christmas party season, I'm sure he'll be well booked. Oh. He was telling us last night how busy he is. He'll be be out and about. Must be exhausted come January, him. Uh, Santa. Let's check in on the teaser, please, Hugh. Yes, I have played alongside Paul Telfer and Stephen Presley. I've been managed by Roy Hodgson and Gordon Strachan. I was taken off in an FA Cup final, but played in and won a Scottish League Cup final. I have the same number of letters in my forename as there are in my surname. Who am I? Slinky Jerry thinks it might be Steve Guppy. Think again. Um... What else have we got? Sly Sports News says Keith Curl. Well, good try, but Keith Curl never played in Scotland. Did he? Billy no. Nichol says Amdi Fai. No. And Sandy Logan's counting's a bit off. Charlie Adam. <laughs> no, not Charlie. It is not right. We'll give you another couple of minutes, and we'll do the answers to that. Netherlands three, USA one in the World Cup. Queens Park four, Hamilton nil. Air United. Uh, still leading 2-0 against Wraith Rovers So they're looking comfortable there Are both Morton still poised one all, And Cove still uh, leading Partick Thistle by a goal to nil as well Falkirk Airdrie is level in League 1 Don't forget the open line will be here in about 20 minutes time That's when it's your chance to have your say So if you're a fan uh, of a team that's playing this afternoon Why not pick up the phone and let us know what you made of it And if you're a Premiership fan and you're sitting waiting patiently for the return Again, pick up the phone. Celtic fans, you've made a new signing today in Alistair Johnson. What do you make of that? You might want to call in and let us know. Just watch one of the... We're talking about great World Cup moments, but one of the worst overhead kicks you'll ever <laughs> see in your life from Zimmerman. Uh, not so good. Tend to agree with you, Daz, when you see moments of quality no. like that compared to... No, your, well, your overhead kick. Oh, Capolo. Ah, Classic. <laughs> It's the only time I'll probably give you credit because that did surprise me. Seeing that sort of quality come through. Why would it surprise you? I had that in my life. Because you were. Uh, you never struck me as someone that had flair. Aye, or had any technical ability. Just, <laughs> I mean that in the greatest respect. That's why I had to continue light speeches for Fraser's dinner at the end of the season. Ah, but goal when scorers gone, always get it Goal scorers that's that's they're, they're always in the headlines They're in people's minds So oh, we'll just write Gordon Dale Hardest because position Hardest position Nonsense he, yeah, was, he was the worst At nights out When it was the players do Because he would Store up all the things You'd written about him And he'd come back And get you all In one night Oh he's an absolute <laughs> pest Oh let's see he's, he, I don't think there's his, any need for he's that He's had his one beer Oh <laughs> <laughs> If Roger oh. Hanna and I saw so him He hates the world after one beer or oh, what a nightmare, honestly. Goes after everybody, doesn't Does he? Everybody's oh, against him. Man. 
David Friel was too young to be exposed to his odd behaviour on a night out, but Roger Han and I would see the Dazzler coming. The post, they wouldn't have accepted it, Hugh? No. 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 I'd have put him in his place, amateur <laughs> Joe, big centre half with the, the shin guards and the big band in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how many we're Imagine nearly, playing against them We're in the closing stages of Netherlands 3 USA 1 Doesn't look like there'll be much of a shock left there So Netherlands will progress Argentina, Australia is a bit later on That is a great story for us as well oh. isn't it Just to have all those players that we're familiar with Whether it's Harry Souter Born here, played yeah. here Brother of Scotland International uh, We sort of flirted with the idea on last night's show Is there a danger he becomes one that people say Ah, he's the one that got away We'll need to, I'd wait until we see tonight's mm. game before. Because, well, I mean, judging him against Messi might not be the fairest um, barometer, Mark. But, you know, Jason Cummings, for instance, he played here. Everyone was aware. He even had Scotland caps. He got a call up. Uh, he got call ups. He, you know, he's now playing his club football in, in Australia. It's great that he's there, but I'm not sure there's that many people saying. Jason Cummings should be in the Scotland squad No But given shouldn't. given the age of Harry Souter If he can stay injury free Which will be a big if You know if he progresses If he goes to the English Premier League Like people maybe expect him to You might hear a few of those comments I think so I think when you're playing at this level That's only natural um, To have that interest around you um, But like the, the, the Scotland manager has to judge at the time um, He might look back and regret it And future managers might Look back and regret it because he his stature and how he's actually grew into this, you know, competitive centre half. He is who who can also play a bit as well. So that might just be the case. Um, but John's, I saw the two of them at a young age, and John was certainly by far the better player. John's just been, you know, unlucky with injuries, and it's something that's always plagued him. But I'm glad for Harry because he's. Uh, I mean, you'll not get to play at a probably higher level than the last 16 of the World Cup against Argentina. Do you think he'll be hanging about for a certain number 10 shirt from the opposition team? I hope team? he does. I hope he does because he's actually going to be directly up against him, really. Isn't one, he? Well, who knows? Because he drops off a deep these days when you, uh, you look at the way he tends to play and he's everywhere. But there'll be a swarm around him, I think, with about 10 minutes to go. Well, the, the, do the superstars do it because they, they seem no. to have a. Careful attitude about themselves. Mbappe wouldn't give his jersey to Jason Cummings. I wonder why. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't think Messi too seriously. I don't think Messi's your man for swapping jerseys. But do you imagine the amount of people are asking him for his jersey? Yeah, you know they'll be standing outside the dressing room. Maybe Harry Souter will play so well though that Messi will just be honoured. Yeah, there you go. To share the pitch and they'll ask for his. <laughs> I, I told you that I was playing against Ronaldinho and I thought I'm a shoe in to get his strip at the end of it. it was all I was thinking about for the last five minutes and then when I asked him at the end of the game walking off somebody already asked me before the game who did you get? nobody well, who asked him before? I think it was, I think it was Stephen McManus who was playing left centre half as far, as far away from him as I think it was so that's that organised got, got nothing is that disappointing? it's a real hard luck story isn't it? Mm, the one that got away could have sold that for thousands on eBay. <laughs> oh yeah, like you're, like, that's the only thing that you bother. No, about. it's not because he's got Kaka's jersey and he found it down the back of his wardrobe the other week. Uh, didn't even know it was there. Didn't you know. should have that one. Aye. Anybody want to buy a Kaka jersey? Get, get I know an AC Milan fan who's after that. I told you, you can have it. After yeah, hearing no, it on I don't the, have it. The There's no such a thing as habit. We'll discuss that after the show. You're taking commission for the sale. Right, Hugh. Let's round. Hold on, just in case I've missed another goal. I don't think so. Let's round this off. If we can 
the second half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. I have played alongside Paul Telfer and Stephen Presley. I've been managed by Roy Hodgson and Gordon Strachan. I was taken off in an FA Cup final, but played in and won a Scottish League Cup final. I have the same number of letters in my forename as there are in my surname. I am Antiniemi. Antiniemi, you know, you'll see what I mean about his nationality. Oh, uh, well yes. done to Super Mick, who was in third place. Well done, Mick. Uh, Dylan Patton, 93, second place. And the winner of the second half teaser quicker than anyone was Natalie Anderson. Well done, Natalie. Straight out the blocks. Great anti Naomi knowledge. It's full time result of the day at Hamden Park, Andrew McLean. Queen's Park 4, Hamilton nil. the full-time score at Hamden. A rampant first-half display. See his own coil side come away with a convincing win. They started the scoring 26 minutes in. Jack Thompson finding Grant Savory at the edge of the box. He took a touch before guiding the ball past Fulton for 1-0. The second, just a couple of minutes later, came from Simon Murray. Boateng's through ball, sent him through one-on-one with Ryan Fulton. It was a good finish into the bottom corner for that one. The goals kept coming in the first half. Josh McPake with this one. He cut in into the box on his right foot, fired it across goal, that one nestled into the bottom corner and then Grant Savory added his second and the Spiders fourth right before the break nice build up play, a few wee flicks involving Thomas and Murray before Savory got the ball in a crowded box and he found the back of the net, Hamilton made changes at half time, they had to really, Winter Owens and Newbury all coming on and they looked more solid in the second 45 minutes, they didn't create too many chances of their own but they were definitely better at containing their opponents and stopped it from becoming a huge, huge scoreline I'm sure the Queen's Park players will now enjoy a quiet Christmas night out in Newcastle tonight. The full-time score here at Hamden, Queen's Park 4, Hamilton 0. What about Somerset Park then, Roger Hanna? United 2, Wraith Rovers 0, Airste, top of the championship tonight. Thanks to a double from winger Josh Merlin. One in each half to see off a Wraith Rovers side who might feel they should have taken something from the game. They were so bright at the start of the Fifers. With a chance after 12 minutes, big centre-half Conor O'Riordan up from the back and heading over from a corner. Skipper Scott Brown threatened next in 18 minutes. Again, a Wraith Rovers set piece. It found him at the back post, but his volley was off target. Then Lewis Vaughan had a shot deflected off young debut in air fullback Finn Eklipon and turned round the post by goalkeeper Charlie Alberson Ayer scarcely seen as an attacking threat in the opening half hour but he suddenly came to life with wingers Mullen and Logan Chalmers switch sides Chalmers finding a long range shot that needed tipped round the post by eighth goalkeeper Jamie McDonald on the half hour mark and two minutes later the breakthrough a lovely trick a step over with Chalmers on the left he fired across to the back post and there was Mullen steaming in to score from close range Wraith almost found an equaliser straight away, a save by airkeeper Charlie Albinson, and the rebound fired over the top by striker Kyle Connell. Air threading before the break, Ekra point in the box this time for a shot pushed out by Wraith goalkeeper McDonald. Air slightly improved in the second half, Mullen had a shot deflected wide after a fine one two with Dippo Akinyemi, and in 70 minutes Mullen scored to set Air keep them top of the league. Progress down the right-hand side by Akinyemi. A decent run. He got to the byline. He picked out the winger on the penalty spot. He headed it back across Jamie McDonald and into the bottom corner. It was enough to secure the three points to keep Air top. Air United 2, Wraith Rovers 0. He's finished at Arbroath against Morton. Fraser Wishart. Arbroath 1, Morton 1. A really good advert for the Championship. Both teams going for it from the first whistle to the last. Plenty of commitment. Excellent defending and two fine goals. One from young Morton winger Lewis McGrattan to put his team ahead and equalised by an excellent finish by David Gold. That goal by McGrattan took uh, took till a stoppage time 
for it to happen are both of the first half chances four minutes Scott Allen the left foot volley from 16 yards was pushed away to his left by Derek Gaston that was their best chance of the half and then came that goal by McGrattan he drove forward from midfield two minutes into stoppage time as the defence backed off he did a step over and smashed a really good low left foot shot past Gaston goalkeeper no chance good finish by the young winger Dick Campbell took off playmakers Scott Allen and Dylan Tate brought on Jacobs and Fossu at half time he was clearly unhappy with his performance and Fossu had a real impact in the second half and immediately two minutes in he got to the byline on the left hand side cut the ball back and then came David Gold arriving late and I smashed the ball really high past the goalkeeper into the net another excellent finish by the winger Morton reacted well to losing that goal took control of the game at a penalty claim Robbie Muirhead header hit Ricky Little on the line the referee said no to handball claims in the big striker it was inches wide with a 25 yard free kick it's now back to the way the first half has been played end to end plenty of commitment physicality neither side able to create too many chances excellent defending by both sets of back fours Robbie Crawford and Morton did have the ball in the back of the net but it was disallowed for offside much to his frustration and then Fossu had the chances towards the end to win the game for our broth they came close the back post header just inches wide the big striker then hit a fierce shot inches over on the angle and then a re- excellent chance the ball fell nicely to him goalkeeper was off his line he lobbed Schwake from 18 yards but the ball was too high and nestled onto the top of the net a really enjoyable 90 minutes a draw a fair result in the end I think full time at Gayfield are both one Morton one uh, let's go to League One Falkirk Stadium Falkirk against Airdrie was watched by Gabriel yeah, and it ended 1-1 at full-time. Gordon Kai Kennedy's lovely first-half strike was cancelled out by Callum Smith's late leveller, which means the Burns dropped to third in, the, in their League One and explains all of the unhappy faces on the fans flooding out of this Falkirk Stadium. Uh, the first chance of the game came 10 minutes in, and it was actually for Adrianians. It was their only chance of that half. Dee McMaster broke through. He could have cut it across, but was well within his right to take the shot on, and it was a good low save from Hogarth. But then Falkirk got on top. They couldn't find that final ball, but they were camped on the edge of the Airdrie area, and they broke the deadlock in the 26th minute. There was a great goal. The ball came from the Falkirk centre-halves over their opposing numbers, and Kai Kennedy controlled it as it came over his shoulder, fired it, left-footed across the goal, a hint of offside, but no VAR here, of course, and it was a wonderful finish. Half-time, a deserved lead for Falkirk, but it was a much more open second half. Uh, Oliver missed a sitter to make it two for the hosts. He was inside the box. He steadied himself, but he blasted it wide. Then Falkirk started to feel the pressure. They were failing to deal with crosses, and Airdrie were pushing high up, really putting the pressure on. And on the balance of second half play, you must say it was a deserved equaliser when it arrived in the 78th minute. The ball was slid through to Gallagher, who cut it back to Smith. A neat finish across the goal, sliding it past Hogarth. And it turned up in here. Both teams really really started to go for it in the last 10 minutes. Falkirk had the better chances uh, in those final few moments. Kennedy uh, forced a low save from Liner. Stephen McGinn, the ball cut back to him. He steadied himself as well, but it was blocked excellently by Frizzle. And then there was a big appeal for a penalty on Allegria in the dying embers of the game, but he really should have struck the ball earlier. It would have been very soft. Full time here was met with clear boos from the home fans. Falkirk won. Edrionians won Right listen to this For the ending to a game Forget the World Cup Forget the drama David Friel has the ending Of all endings to a game David Friel take it away Full time Gordon Cove won Partick Thistle won A 94th minute equaliser From Jamie Snedden The Partick Thistle goalkeeper Unbelievable scenes here Pitch invasion at the end 
Basically, Cove were on their way to winning. Mitch Meganson's goal, six minutes. It looked as if it was game over. Patrick Thistle get a corner. 94 minutes, last action of the game. Stuart Bannigan whips it in. Jamie Sneddon, unmarked, glances the header into the corner. Fans are on the pitch. He's at the bottom of a melee. There was even then a Rami in the centre circle with players from both teams, but Jamie Sneddon has earned a point for Partick Thistle against all the odds. It looked like game over. It looked like Cove on their way to probably a deserved three points. They had the best chances. Megason scores the first goal, and then the second half, Jeremy McDonough's clean through. Jamie Sneddon actually made a great save from him. He then made a great save from Louis Longstaff. Thistle did pile on the pressure. It looked as if it was coming to nothing, but he's just walking off in front of me just now. Jamie Sneddon, up like a salmon, into the corner. Cove Rangers won Partick Thistle won Incredible Incredible Hugh Evans. A 95th minute equaliser By your goalie David Friel said There was a good Partick Thistle support Going up there Imagine it An away day Big day out Just before Christmas You think you're beaten And the goalie pops up With a 95th minute equaliser I love wow. that that's, that's classic Partick Thistle That's what the club's all about And that's what they should be about and in the midst of all the internal strife and external demonstrations, they've all got together for a good huddle. Oh, I love that, Mark Wilson. I think everybody does. When you see a goalie coming up or when a team's behind in the 90th minute, everybody always says, oh, get the goalie up for a joke. When it actually comes off, though, and he scores to get his team a point, a tremendous story, that brilliant. And the one thing we know is Ian McCall about there saying master plan. I was I was in the locker for a goalkeeper to go up there, but as the boys said, the excitement right at the end, and for party thistle fans, long journey up. I'll make the journey a lot sweeter on the way home. Superb, right? Come on then, over to you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five is your chance to have your say on the open line. So come on down. What have you got for us tonight? If you're a fan of Partick Thistle, maybe you want to talk about the goalie scoring, although you might still be invading the pitch just now, so it might be hard to get a hold of you. Arguably, result of the day. Queen's Park 4, Hamilton 0 So let's do both sides Queen's Park fans Is this the year? Are you, are you seriously Are you looking at a promotion charge? You're keeping up that winning run How good was that today? Let us know And I'm afraid on the flip side Hamilton Aki's fans How bad is this getting? How worried are you? 01419511025 Pick up the phone And let us know And of course Celtic fans You're doing your business early A new signing already Alistair Johnson Done Signed Arriving at the club soon how do you feel about that news? 0141 951 1025 and we will take your calls next. After the action, it's your reaction. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here but they're waiting on you. It's that time of the night where you get involved. You tell us your opinions. You let us know what is on your mind Were you at a game today If you're a fan of the championship We love to hear from you Because I, I know how frustrating it must be Most of the season You think it's always the same Big teams that get spoken about Particularly in this city uh, Well let's make the most of this World Cup break then Are there any Queen's Park fans out there? You still look as if you're flying high Another very impressive win today uh, Why not share some of that joy with us? We need to talk to Partick Thistle fans. Your goalkeeper has just scored the 95th minute equaliser. These days do not come around too often. So again, 01419511025. If we're looking for angry, frustrated, upset football fans, they might well come from the greater Hamilton area. A 4-0 defeat at Hamden against Queen's Park. Still bottom of the table. Still really toiling. 
What is happening Where is it going wrong And how fearful are you That actually It turns into League 1 football Next season Pick up that phone please And let us know And of course If you want to move away From today's games We're still Reacting all week To the appointment Of Michael Beale And we've had Some transfer news today Celtic have signed Alistair Johnson Three and a bit million quid Canadian international Right back What do you make of that Business done early Is this the end for Josip Juranovic Still lots to get through Hugh Keevans Yeah uh, I just wonder what else Ange Postacoglu has Up his sleeve Because uh, You know The the, the transfer window uh, Is there for him uh, And he is Doing his business early uh, And he's going into All manner of markets We've got the Asian market again With Kobayashi And we've gone Celtic Into the MLS I think for the first time In history Uh, To sign a Canadian Alistair Johnson Uh, So where is Ange going next Is it all over Or does he have Another player in mind I just wonder With speculation over Giacomacus I wonder if he has A striker that he knows of Somewhere Mm. Or he and Mark Lawwell Know of somewhere They certainly have They dabbled in that MLS market Didn't they a couple But I don't think they actually Went on to play much For the first team Um, Mark between that Big signing news today And big action on the pitch uh, this evening as well Yeah again The championship I, I, Never fails to To keep us entertained the, the amount of times The positions change In the league In Queen's Park I fancied Queen's Park today And the charge still goes on for them I think they become Real promotion Favourites at this rate Even if they manage to get that playoff spot You would look at them Having a good enough structure To, to put a, a real challenge ahead Kind of went under the radar, but a good result for Dundee away at Inverness today, which takes him up a place. But air, air, consistent, winning games, like I said, that they're expected to win now. It's a sign of champions. Any one of the four for me, Gordon, I think uh, it's still early, obviously, in December, but they look like their most consistent air, Morton, Dundee, Queen's Park. They've got good squads, good players. You know, Dundee's went under the radar a little bit. A lot of a lot of um, expectations up at Dens of them getting back up into the Premier League. So, and it's a good result against Inverness. But all the drama today was the Jags fans. It was worth the trip up to see the ninety fifth minute equaliser from their goalkeeper. Incredible! Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Come on, if you're a fan of Partick Thistle or Hamilton Ackies or Queens Park, and you're fed up listening to the big teams in Glasgow and the West getting all the coverage. Let's use this World Cup break wisely. Come on down, tell us what you made of your team's result today. And if you want to talk Michael Beale or Alistair Johnson, it's the same number, 0141-951-1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's hear a bit from Celtic's new boy, Alistair Johnson, speaking uh, to the club's own TV channel. Here's what he had to say upon completing that deal. Growing up uh, in a British household, um, Celtic was one of the clubs that you know, is near and dear to our hearts. And um, for me, it's one of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, so no, just to, to hear that this was a team, this was a club that was interested in me um, and to see the project that uh, the coaching staff had uh, and, you know, the progress, uh, you know, the, this team, this club continues to make, uh, you know, in Europe as well is, it was really exciting. And, and for me, when I, yeah, I heard that there was potentially some interest there. I, I told my agents, hey, look, get this one over the line. This is where I want to go. Um, so, no, I'm just buzzing to, to finally have this done um, and just really excited to get over there and get started. Buzzing to finally have it done, he says. Let's bring in Laurie, who's a Celtic fan. What do you make of that signing on the face of it, Laurie? I know we've not seen him play for Celtic yet, but we got a little glimpse at the World Cup. Can I thank you for taking my call this evening. 
And uh, also, uh, good evening, panel. Good evening. Uh, Alistair Johnson and Kobayashi is proof of the fact that, as a Celtic fan, our club is getting our business done early. Uh, and as Ange says, you know, we, we don't we don't stop. You know, and you know, I've heard a lot of Rangers supporters expressing a lot of optimism about the the new appointee, a uh, Beal. Uh, I'll be honest with you, with you uh, there is no a uh, cringing, a uh, in terror or shaking with fear in the east end of Glasgow. No whale in the national teeth. Bring it on. Uh, I think was the old Rangers mantra. That's what I've got to say about that. Gordon, you mentioned earlier on uh, about uh, your World Cup memories. Mine is one of 1978, pre-Argentina. And I remember Alan McLeod uh, saying that we'll bring back a medal of some description, either first, second, uh, or third. Uh, and he never done any scouting uh, on the, 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 op- the opposing teams, Iran, uh, Peru, or Holland. Uh, but you know what? The whole country was swept along in a tidal wave of euphoria. Uh, the other thing I would say, Gordon, uh, is that uh, there was a caller on yesterday, Paul from Edinburgh, and he was talking about Paul, uh, sorry, Peter Lowell, rather, in very disparaging terms. And I couldn't quite understand that. A man uh, who presided over 29 domestic trebles when he was at the helm, and we also reached the Champions League last 16 on no fewer than three occasions. The panel starts. Yeah, I mean, a lot to get through. I think we'll leave the World Cup memories because you sent shivers down to even spine. I don't know if he wants to, to to relive it as euphoric as it was at the time. Start at the end there, Hugh. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of negativity, shall we say, on last night's show about the return of Peter Lowell this time uh, to the chairman's role rather than chief exec. Laurie, though, putting up the defending case, if you like. I thought Paul from Edinburgh was totally out of step. Uh, he said at one point that he didn't care about 10 in a row uh, Well, he must have been the only Celtic supporter Man, woman or child Who did not care about 10 in a row It was a devastating disappointment for the Celtic fans um, Laurie is quite right to highlight That Peter Lawwell has been incredibly successful at Celtic He has his critics He's had his down moments He's made some serious mistakes as uh, chief executive of the club But I think That he is a good appointment For the club uh, You know you, you can't hang a man out to dry Because he had mm. one bad season We're also sort of We're rehashing a lot of the arguments That were put forward Mark When Peter Lowell left his role As chief executive For a start He's returning as chairman Right So on the face of it The role should be And underline that Should be entirely different He's there to to, to lead the board In that regard He's not there to Implement the same day-to-day running of the club as he did previous Now I get it, I get mm-hmm. that he's Peter Lawwell He's not just any other chairman And people are very cynical and say Ah, but we know we still have a big say Fine um, But there is that But also Then You know, when we talk about trophies won under him He, he, was, he was the chief exec, right? So you, you, you can take a bit of credit for the good things You can take a bit of blame for the bad things But that's before we even get to talking about players Or managers He would also have been in charge of Spending money, getting money in, running the club's academy, setting up all, all, all sorts of things. So, to talk about even even to talk about a chief exec in trophies won or lost terms, this is probably one of the only clubs and one of the only places in the footballing world you would do that. Yeah, and I think it's because the the, the, the argument with Pierre Lowell and the, and the 
you know Celtic fans maybe having a problem with him in the past was down to transfers, and that that was always something that that remained close to the Celtic fans' hearts. They're not getting transfers in to challenge to get into the Champions League, where you make a lot of money and the glamour's there, and they put that at Peter Lawwell's door. Was never I can never remember many managers taking any flack over transfers slipping through the net. And Again, that's elsewhere. what comes with the perception that you do everything at the club, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and look, I was there under him. I, I, I knew the role that Peter held there. I knew the influence he had at the club when it came to contract time. He was a stubborn man to deal with, but he did it right. I, I thought he was a he, he was a hugely successful part of Celtic. I just wonder how he he will adapt to the role when he comes back in because like I said earlier on it's not like he's been at this job for 10 years and he's coming back just out of retirement and he's got a different outlook in life and he's what to slow the pace down I still think he'll be pretty active and I mean wh- where is the line the, the chief exec to the chairman now the chairman when I was there at the club very rarely saw the chairman at all I mean we used to see him on TV at the AGM and things and you get bits and pieces well, or at the end of, of, how it would, yeah it should work should look I just, you can take Ian Bank here as an example I know he's not Peter Lawwell yeah. this he's, city, he's the chairman this city is unique and by unique I mean crazy um, Peter Lawwell got the blame for appointing Neil Lennon as manager when early one morning Brendan Rodgers was off to Leicester City Neil Lennon fulfilled the remit. He completed the championship that Brendan Rodgers had started and then the following season he won another championship. He, Neil Lennon, and Peter Lawwell then had an awful season thereafter. But fans are too quick, too keen to jump on Peter Lawwell. The man has been very successful at Celtic and as I say, he has had his down moments but... In a club of that size There will be ups and downs uh, Laurie you said The signing of Alistair Johnson Was proof that Celtic Were doing their business early Are you doing the same As lots of people With two and two together Does Josip Juranovic Get sold in this window Or, or how does that Situation play out You're likely Gordon Because if you look at it Rationally uh, You've got Ralston uh, And you've got The new Canadian import So it would appear to me that uh, it's inevitable that he, he's going to be going. And I think there's a possibility Giamakis will also be going. However, uh, I am confident that if these guys are going, uh, clearly Big Ange will have replacements thought about uh, who are due to come in. Yeah, you'd have to think so. I mean, if you're looking at Juranovic's situation, the replacement, supposedly, has been brought in before he's even left, Mark. Um mm. It will be interesting. If you're Anthony Ralston right now, I mean, let's be honest, is that just how footballers work? You've got to look after yourself. You say, my goodness, I hope Josip Juranovic gets sold here, otherwise where am I in all of this? I've been in exactly the same position. I mean, I've been at the club where, at the end of my time, it was Adam Matthews was brought in the summer, then in the January window, Lustig came, and I'm standing there going, well, obviously that's my time at, uh, at an end. And I've been there when Hinkle was brought in and Chad Uribe was brought in. And I thought, uh, you know, I, 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 there was a stage I thought, well, maybe I'll get a shot at being the, the out-and-out right-back. But there was always someone there to push me. And I think it works out best for the players. So I, if I was Ralston, I wouldn't be concerned too much. However, if, if, I suppose if it comes end of January and Juranovic is still in the building, I'd then start mm. thinking how much game time I'm actually going to get This here. is the bit I'm always just interested in, Gordon, because it's so behind the scenes we'll probably never know. Since the day Juranovic arrived, whether it's because he's very good and therefore he's getting interest, whether his agent's been quick to point that interest out, whatever it may be, there's always been talk about other clubs 
So I, I wonder what what do Celtic know right now? Do they just think there's going to be interest? Do they know there's going to be interest? Or actually, further than that, do they know there's a there's a button that they press? Is there a club that's right there ready to go in January and that's why they've brought Alistair Johnson? Or is it a bit more up in the air than that? No, I, I think there's no doubt that Celtic know there's interest. Let's be honest here, he's a quality player. He's still in the World Cup. He's he's played very well in the games that I've watched, uh, Gordon. So your stock rises. His agent obviously is working very hard for him, getting that interest, um, you know, and letting Celtic know about it. If if they're bringing in a player of the quality of Johnson, now let's be honest as well. He's got big shoes to fill because Juranovic would be a big loss. But I like the way David Friel summed it up. You know, he's got better height. You get good pace. He's a midfield player that can play right back. And that's the way, obviously, mm. Postacoglu likes his full backs to get in there, feel comfortable. But you go back to the lad, Ralston. He's been absolutely brilliant since Postacoglu come in. So he'll see an opportunity there to challenge. But just going by the fact they're bringing this guy in so quickly, then you would see that Juranovic mm. is probably on his way we need to pull David Friel up about this, Mark, because, yeah, he's taller. But I think he's only about three or four inches taller. Is, uh, that, is that enough I'm to... Still taller. I was getting the posties. Nah. nah, I like I liked his description. Uh, t- I mean... Midfield player <laughs> going into right that, back. No, that, that was interesting, yeah, that. But uh, I wouldn't go in... Well. I wouldn't be heightest and start like, saying he's uh, a better player because he's taller. But the midfield bit was quite interesting. Mm. Comfortable in the ball, it would suggest... As good as he's or as eye catching as he's been in this World Cup, it doesn't does not necessarily mean that he'll come in and be outstanding for Celtic. Celtic you can't lose sight that Juranovic was a brilliant signing for a couple of million pounds who has performed has been one of the best performers for Celtic out of all these signings that Postacoglu has brought in. It's quite often the forward players will get the credit, but Juranovic is a reason why he's getting you know, noticed by other clubs and other clubs, whatever, because he's a top right back and Celtic are losing one. So, Johnson, if he comes in, he's, he's got to be of similar quality. See, I didn't know there was such a divide because I assumed the most Celtic fans liked him, and maybe they do, but then I, we got one call, didn't we, last week? Said it was, I was, he, he, I was, was the worst defender at the club. Yeah. Get him, get him out. I, like bizarre. No, I was listening. It was Paul. a bizarre call. His name was Paul. If you're listening, Paul, the floor is yours. Yeah, no, no, I, I never quite got that because if you're looking at him performance wise, assist wise, even goals, the composure they brought, he's been terrific. So don't get mm. Paul's point on that one. Well, thanks to Laurie. Let's hear a bit more from that interview with Alistair Johnson speaking to Celtic TV. Andrew was the one that really sold me on it. You know, I think for every single footballer, again, you want it to be the perfect fit um, and you want to go somewhere where. Not only that you, you feel like you're a part of something, um, you feel like you wanted, but at the same time, it's a good sporting fit as well. Um, and based on what he said he's looking to do with this squad um, for this club, you know, in the next couple of years, it felt like a perfect fit. You know, he's looking for, for young, driven players who, who want to take that next step and compete you know, at the highest level, competing in the top stages of Europe. Um, and for me, that was something that just kind of called out to me and it felt right. Um, you know, from everything I've heard, he's a top manager, uh, his whole coaching staff. Um, he's just got glowing reviews from everyone I've talked to. Um, so no, that was another thing that was a big selling point for me on on Celtic and and just absolutely made it a, a home run for me to, to make the moves to, to Celtic Park. 
Made it a home run. <laughs> ah, he doesn't realise he's coming to to steal to steal that line. Is it is it a Kevin Bridges line? He's coming to the city that sells lots of baseball bats, but very few baseballs. <laughs> so it's entirely so, different. I've got to say, Celtic coaching team or scouting team have got an extraordinary talent for finding players who who had a family who supported them or grown up. He sounds so cynical. You should leave that stuff to Hugh Keevans. <laughs> I suppose though, Hugh, what it, Celtic. Is a fairly attractive proposition just now If you've got a manager like Ange Postacoglu Who is signing players Making them better oh. They've obviously won trophies last season Top of the league at the moment Champions League campaign Wasn't great But they were there And they were in it So yeah. you can see why If you're in the MLS market A Canadian player The Japanese market Kobayashi that, That's an attractive proposition right now Isn't it? And it'll do no harm for Jersey sales in Montreal uh, you know, so This is the modern world now I can understand why Gordon Diel can't wait for the World Cup to finish and for football to resume in the Premiership here because here we have Kobayashi, Johnson, uh, others will follow at Rangers as well because Michael Beale must get in new players in the January window and there are 23 games left to play. In the words of the old song, let's get this party started. <laughs> 01419511025. If you've got thoughts on Alistair Johnson or maybe Michael Beale, that was the other uh, big story uh, for Glasgow's Big Two this week, please share them. We're still looking for you fans of championship teams. Come on, Queen's Park, Partick Thistle, Hamilton Ackies, where are you? We're going to hear from the managers soon, so why not get in touch? Games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson, Gordon Dale are here. We can talk Alistair Johnson signing for Celtic. We can talk Michael Beale on the week he was appointed. We can talk about anything you like. And of course, it would be nice to talk about the games that happened today. I'm already thinking ahead to Monday night. It's going to be the easiest award ever when we talk about, you know, your individual performer of the weekend. Jamie Snedden, the Partick Thistle goalkeeper, scoring in the 95th minute equaliser. Too easy. So yeah. up, Hugh Keevens. So who gets that one then? Roger Hanna or Andy Halliday? I don't even know who's on on Monday night. Is that uh, Andy Halliday? Yeah. Producer Callum's nodding as if, of course, it's Andy Halliday. I yeah. thought Hearts were in Marbella, so I'm assuming they're. I'm assuming that they're back, mm. but um, I'm not sure if they are. You know, you might want to look into that. By the way, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. How will, how will all that sunshine be on his new napper? <laughs> well, surely. Phrase burnt carpet. <laughs> That'll do wonders for the growth, will it not? Just yeah. spray it before spray you go. Water, wee bit of sunshine. On you go. He'll come back right down there. Interestingly, doesn't look like he's the only one that's, Robbie either, Nielsen. that's either had it or is preparing to have it. Because have you noticed Robbie Nielsen shaved his head? Oh, oh is he the same? We well, shaved his head. And he's fond of his locks. He's always one that's had long, so, flowing locks and he shaved it off. That's the end thing just now, as you rub your ball patch. Do you know something It's at the back I'm not really concerned yeah. It's funny but lawyers can see it and a bit, But I can't When we spoke about Zidane And the World Cup memories That's what I thought of that's Straight funny. away <laughs> Is that who you're modelling yourself on? No it's just an age thing I don't uh, understand why you're keeping The, the wee bit at the, the front tin, tin, I like that Because it looks good It looks modern It looks a wee bit like Martin Kemp and Stick it on that ball patch It looks nothing like Martin Kemp Just for the record no, A lot of people nothing. have commented nobody, on that Literally nobody Man, has ever Man. said that to you Man, Not a single person Anyway You do like Martin Kemp You've mentioned that before 01419511025 I'm looking a bit like Noddy Holder And Christmas adverts. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. By the way, forever you, you have 
I was going to say ruined But that's not the right word You've changed that Christmas song Any time I hear it Yeah I, I just can only hear your version Yeah Remember he did his Christmas song Yeah Shaking Keevans Shaking Keevans oh, a couple of years ago It was yeah. a big hit I can't I can't hear the original version anymore Without hearing it No what's so good about that The many people that joined in with him Well listen yeah. And who, who who made that with him? Was it Gavin, Gavin Pearson. Pearson? Brilliant yeah. Listen, production. The, the pool of this show, the pool of Hugh Keevans, it's not surprising, is it? Yeah, brilliant. Honestly, some big, big Did names. Did you hear his there. big revelation during the week? No, what's he doing now? Come what's on. What's happening, Beth? Who did you tell us listens? Billy Connolly. No, does he? I, I met Billy Connolly's biggest pal in Glasgow. Oh. I, met, I met him in the supermarket. It's a rock and roll lifestyle. <laughs> uh, and he said to me, Big Ian's listening. Nah, oh, how bad nah, do you nah, feel? Nah. Think, of the t- think of the amount of rubbish <laughs> jokes you tell on this show. <laughs> Billy, I can only apologise. So, that bit about you buying two shoes that were different sizes, yeah. Conley will have that the act now. Oh, you must you know be something? ashamed. I'm excited with that. I didn't believe that. Well, yeah. Anyway, 01419511025. Who's Billy mate? Uh, right, mm, not quite We've been talking about Alistair Johnson Celtic signings What it means going forward John is on the line As a Celtic fan, John What do you make of the signing? And does, what does it mean for Juranovic? What do you read into the Jackie Marcus stories this week? Aye I got a bit of a hard time there, Dazza So there was uh, First of all Aye Couple of boys I spoke to Man City fans Dazza says Haaland's the best striker since you, mate I'll give that Thanks, John Thanks, Alex right, Billy Conley can write that one down as well, John <laughs> I, no, I think it's a great sign I've watched a bit of him at the World Cup And as I say to the producer there I, I think uh, it is the end of Juranovic And as I spoke to you and Martin God, my phone, I'm a big fan of Juranovic But uh, I think it is the end of him I mean, but Obviously the, the Jack and Marcus, I don't know if it's just paper talk But I think if we do If he does go through I think Angel signed an R-centre forward This one, what you think? This is the beauty of the, the signing, Hugh John says, you know, my how good is it when you sign a player that's just played at the World Cup? Because yeah. let's be honest, there aren't many Alistair Johnson fans out there. No. Now, we've seen him over three three looks. It's not like a player that you're completely uh, unheard of. So, is it enough to win you over those three games? Um, this is the city where three games can make you or break you. Uh, but we'll let Alistair Johnson get here and show his worth. But Giacomacus is the interesting one. Jota and Abada and Dyson Meda to a lesser extent have good numbers when it comes to scoring goals. Kyogo is the man. He is the top goal scorer right now at Celtic Park. But you would like to think, if you're a Celtic fan, that if Giacomacus did go, Ange Postacoglu and Mark Lawwell would have a ready-made replacement who was the equal of, if not better than, Giacomacus because it was handy for Ange Postacoglu. I think back to some of the goals that Giacomacus scored the this season, you know, that, that amazing one at Perth when Celtic were on mm-hmm. the verge of throwing away a couple of points and he up the other end and uh, scored an opportunist goal. Um, Giacomacus would create a slight problem if there wasn't another name in the door quickly. I don't think that Ange Postacoglu would allow that to happen The thing is, for some Celtic fans I don't know how many, but I suspect it's a decent number He's the number one striker at the club They, they prefer him to Kyogo just you know, I don't think there's like a great deal in it But lots of people phone this show and say they think he's the main man What would your take on that be? Uh, I, I totally agree with that I think it's split with Kyogo and Giacomacus um, I think he would be a loss 
Um, but he's got a long-term contract there, certainly in total control of this. Um, they know there's a sort of a disagreement with the contract situation just now, but that can be solved. But I agree with that. Look, Celtic fans will trust 100% with Postacoglu in this transfer mm. market. You look at the business they're getting done now, they're on the front foot, they're progressing, they're going forward, they're top of the league. I wouldn't be too worried about the Jack and Marcus one. I think uh, Juranovic one would be a real big loss, but they hope that Johnston can come in for a It shouldn't have got out. It certainly should not have got out that Jacques Marcus and his agent had an agreement with the club to better the terms when you've got four years left in your current contract. That should be something that's kept in-house. So it's either came from the player or it's came from his agent. Now, I can guess where it's came from. Yeah. So I think it's a wee bit naughty in agent's part that he's made everyone aware of this. And I'm pretty sure Celtic may feel the same about that. They've got a player there who is scoring goals for them who's playing in the Champions League and everything is going rosy at the minute in every department for Celtic. And then Ange Postacoglu is coming out of this winter break. And I, I wouldn't say it's a headache for him because he seems to shrug off a lot of things, but you never want a, any player to disrupt things when it's going well. And you certainly don't want their agent to disrupt things when it's going well. So I think everybody will be a wee bit disappointed it's got to this level that we're even chatting about it. Do you think Jackie Marcus is on that in that perfect middle ground between in that I think Celtic fans like him. They think he's very good. Like I said, for some they even think he's the number one striker at the club. They don't necessarily want to see him go. But he's probably not done enough yet to be considered irreplaceable, is he? There there would still be that belief that you could that, mm-hmm. that's the important bit, because nothing's guaranteed. That you could upgrade him You could realistically upgrade him As good as he is Yeah Yeah I totally totally agree with that Um, You know it's not like he's Playing every single week Banging in goals for fun He's a good player He's a talented player Um, It could work for Celtic as well If it comes down to Every player's got his price going might get to January and you see a team popping up with an extraordinary bid that Celtic think Yeah we can certainly use that money We can replace them Get an upgrade But I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's just a situation that's going to hand. Mark's right, should have been kept uh, very quiet, but I think that'll be smoothed over. Do you know what I mean by that, Mark? Because there would be some players uh, through the Celtic... I don't know, take Jota, for instance. The Celtic fans aren't daft. They know the sort of market they operate in. Can you realistically... Could you realistically upgrade Jota, for instance? Doubt Probably it. not, right? No. Because... Celtic have done a brilliant piece of recruitment there yeah. But it feels like the fans that phone in here They might love Giacomacchus They might really want him to stay But they still admit that yeah You, you might actually within your budget Be able to, to upgrade that I, I think so I think when you see his art, attributes And what he brought at the start of Celtic career And how much You know what they got him for You know you probably would say That that's possible again Of course it's possible He came off a rich runner you know, goal scoring form for his previous team, but it's still a gamble. You know, you didn't know how he would adapt, and he he took a wee bit of time to get there. I think the Celtic fans would be confident in the manager. That's that's a big thing. I think the Celtic fans are confident in this manager that he could pluck someone that we've never even heard of, but he would integrate him into the squad and he'd do just yeah. as good a job. That said, transfers are a tricky old business, Gordon. Maybe not under Ange Postecoglou's watch as such, but. You know, it's it's not unheard of for five million or four million or whatever to go on a striker or any player for that matter that really don't cut it. It's it's a it's a very difficult art to get right. The good thing for Celtic is 
recently it's been more positive than negative examples it, it doesn't matter the price tag Gordon it doesn't guarantee success it could be a low price tag and it could be the best bargain of the season it could be massive money with massive wages and it turns out an absolute disaster but I think you've hit the nail right in the head when you say every Celtic fan at this moment in time trust 100% in the manager's judgement uh, thank you very much to John that was John on the line don't forget the Netherlands have gone through against uh, the USA 3-1 I must admit we're just seeing the, the USA goal back I would have been totally fine with the USA progressing Mark I'm glad they didn't progress on the back of that goal though <laughs> I've, yeah. that is one of the luckiest goals I've ever seen Genuinely. Remarkable The ball is cut back The striker goes too far ahead of the ball So he, tr- he kind of tries to take a touch behind him it's, He can only really get a toe on it And the ball loops up in the air behind him It goes over the goalkeeper and drops into the corner It's ridiculous it's One of the most bizarre goals you'll see at a World Cup it's, We always remember the great goals Or the weird goals that we see in these tournaments That one will be replayed for a long time In terms of how it happened But I think the better team progressed today what a fascinating game of football it was. That was great, really good, brilliant. <laughs> if Enjoyed Brendan Dyke <laughs> scored that for Scotland, you'd be, you'd be saying, great, good. They all count. Oh, I, I'm he'd, not, he'd I'm be not trying to take it off The guy my left would be claiming he meant that. But believe me, if Lyndon Dyke scored it, I would still be acknowledging the fortuitous nature of it. My goodness. Glad to put yourself in the position to be lucky. It gone. would be impossible to try that. <laughs> I agree with the dazzler. Yeah, you've got yeah, to put yourself in there here. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Got to put yourself in and take a terrible touch. It doesn't matter. You could take a great touch and it'd be a fantastic save. He's obviously fooled the goalkeeper, mm. fooled himself right enough. But I'm not uh, having that. He's fooled the goal behave. I'm not having that. He fooled the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper rooted to his line. Yeah, that sounds like it's something that you meant, though. Look, as a centre forward speaking, if I score that goal, I don't care if anybody says it's lucky. Or <laughs> still a centre forward. You still classing yourself as a centre forward. Well, as an ex centre forward, <laughs> can't say better. Okay, get yourself a centre forward. <laughs> the only thing that would be that you lean forward in the recliner oh, in the centre of the living room when you're trying to get closer to I, I can hear your voice or whatever it's called on a Saturday night. Couldn't thank you for a game of football. Uh, right, <laughs> let's start hearing the man of the moment. Anyone? Yes Jamie Sneddon Yeah oh. How often In your long history In this show Hugh Keevens Have you heard On the show From a goalkeeper Who scored a 95th minute equaliser It can't be often If at all But that's what the Partick Thistle goalie Did today It looked like they were heading For a defeat All oh, the doom and gloom Coming back down the road From Cove Up to pop Jamie Sneddon uh, With the header From the back uh, And as you can imagine He was delighted about it I think it's the second time I've been up in the, the opposition box in my life It's all a blur to be honest with you Got the signal for our goalie coach Kenny to go up So I just went up, no one was picking me up I sort of went to the back post, I don't know why And then just sort of arched my way around And the ball just, I just seen the ball coming to me And I don't really remember the rest Have you ever scored a goal in your life before? Not since primary school, no A header? No, definitely no I absolutely hate heading in the ball I don't think I've ever done it in my life But aye, boys are saying it's the best header they've ever seen But I've just, I don't know what happened to so, so when the corner's coming to you, what are you thinking? It was kind of like coming through the front light So I could barely even see it And I just remember I honestly don't remember much It's just a blur And then the fans are all on you as well? Aye, I just remember just a big smile coming on my face And just wheeling away I don't even know what, I, what I'd done as a celebration and then next thing I know I was just at the bottom of a pile just trying to keep myself safe I was waiting for someone to stand on me or someone but uh, I was just mental I had everyone shouting in my face and it was just one of those surreal moments in your life that you'll remember forever <laughs> yeah. it was coming, coming out the floodlights it Couldn't was just a blur yeah 
It's like somebody's took over his body for that <laughs> split setting, then left, and he's like, what's, what's just happened here? <laughs> it just shows you the Unbelievable. chaos. And that's why fans love it. Like Fans love when the keeper goes up. It's the chaos factor, because I don't know if you've seen Jamie Stedden. He's really not tall for a goalkeeper yeah. at, at all. So it's not like he's this big six foot eight monster and he comes and towers over everyone. And He's really not... Like he's probably of completely average height for an outfield player, even never mind the goalie. That's great, and um, what's it like come to him? for the Cove Rangers goalkeeper to have lost a goal oh. to a goalkeeper? Oh, Devastating. Uh, I was managing Breakin, remember, and the goalie scored. Of course, you were. Of course, aye. the goalie scored. Your goalkeeper? Aye. Oh, it was Sterling Albin. Was it? I remember he did. Sterling Albin. He kicked it through his own box. Oh, so he did. Him over. Up for a corner. Up for better. Look, let me say. As an ex-striker, scoring a goal in the 95th, 96th, away from home, you know the trip, you know how much it mm-hmm. means to the supporters, would be brilliant for, for a goalkeeper. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you're jogging up there probably as a goalkeeper and you're thinking, what am I doing running away up here? And all of a sudden, minutes later, you are a hero. And at the risk of making light of what's obviously a serious situation, you, I just hope they didn't practice it in training yesterday because, of course, you're not allowed to head the yeah. ball the day before ah. a game. Oh, I'm sure Patrick so, doesn't uh, adhere to the rules. Uh, and even if they didn't um, I'm not sure Does the goalkeeper Get involved in any Heading drills I can't imagine he does No nah. But there we go Brilliant What a moment What a day for Jamie Snedden And the Partick Thistle fans If you're out there Partick Thistle fans I know ones that were at the game This might be a bit of a stretch Because I don't know Where you'll have reached by now uh, But you won't be too close to home What about Any other fans That listened or watched at home Queen's Park fans Hamilton Ackies What is going on Are you fearing the worst How much longer Can this run continue Pick up the phone and let us know 0141 951 1025 and it could be you we get on next after they play you have your say 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson Gordon DL all here all waiting for you if you want to get in touch they would be delighted to speak to you it could be about today's football it could be about something entirely different Maybe Celtic's new signing today And Alistair Johnson All week we've been reacting to the appointment uh, Of Michael Beale at Rangers uh, Or something else entirely That I've not even thought of Maybe even want to talk nonsense about the World Cup Do that because that would really annoy mm-hmm. uh, Gordon DL Because he doesn't want to watch it He says he's sick of it, he's fed up uh, So why not annoy him 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB If you are just catching up on the World Cup The Netherlands are through They're through to the quarterfinals Having seen off the USA Celtic fans It means Cameron Carter-Vickers Will be on his way home uh, So barring any complications You would imagine he'll be absolutely fine To take the field uh, Two weeks today actually When Celtic play their first game back And later on What a great story Australia With all their Scottish-based or Scottish-born players taking on Argentina and Lionel Messi. Should mm. Argent- should Australia get their way, it'll be Messi's last ever World Cup game. There's going to be so much riding on it. Is so, this his thousandth game tonight, or is it? I think he's going to try. Is it one more? Two. Uh, uh, one after tonight. Mm, ah, I won't be giving that strip up if it is tonight to Harry Souter. Then he'll be he'll be keeping a hold of that. I can't see them going through. Uh, no, it's tonight. Is I think. it tonight? Yeah, nah, yeah, nobody's yeah. getting that strip. Messi's keeping that one. And then auctioning it for about five million pounds. Yeah. Well, what um, did Maradona strip not go for? A bit. Anyway, recently right, so on the ball, it was when at the ball. We're looking for forward to that later on. Argentina, Australia. Um, let's hear. Start getting some reaction from some of the managers today. We'll do the good and then the bad. So the good bit is the Queen's Park fans. Come on. 
What did you make of that 4-0 win against Hamilton Ackies? How pleasing was it? Are you aiming high? Is it, is it all about promotion now? Can you maybe even see you winning the league at this stage? Pick up the phone and tell us oh, And it couldn't be more different Hamilton Ackies fans Are you worried actually about League One football? Let us know 4-0 defeat today Here's Owen Coyle firstly Delighted, I think uh, The most important part is that we're performing well And that's really important because I know I keep on saying this But this isn't really about the here and now What we've got to is develop a way of playing That uh, these young players want to engage in, they want to get better, and hopefully, as we cruise through the years, we continue to get hopefully get a better team. That's the big, uh, the big picture of what we're trying to do. But of course, in the meantime, I'm charged with the, uh, try to keep the team in an upward trajectory. Which, coming in the back of the playoff, it's been pleasing. But there's so much more to do. I mean, there's some big teams in the league. You'll get squad them D's going. Yeah, United doing very well. So we just got to keep, hopefully, performing well. Hopefully, continue to get better. I mean, come January, might freshen it up again, and then look to. Uh, to bring one or two in we think can help us so we just want to as I say be competitive but really it's to develop a way of playing and I think at times uh, in spells you, you've seen it and, uh, and that's what we're trying to do so that, that was pleasing uh, obviously we're clinical some great finishes but we have players at the top end of the pitch I've always you know wherever I've been I've always tried to be that type of player that can do something get you out of your seat because as much as you're the head coach whatever you still want to, you want to enjoy the team you're watching and, uh, and yeah there were certainly moments today that gave you a lot of enjoyment I don't know what he was eating during Couldn't that interview. Couldn't concentrate on um, what he was saying. Must have great pies at Hamden. <laughs> Made me a bit hungry, actually. It's getting to that time of the night. But, Hugh, that you would have to do that, to be fair, because the, the arithmetic tells you that it's anybody's. You know, it's yeah. Queen's Park certainly can't get carried away. Owen Coyle will be tempering expectations as well and talking about teams like Dundee with budgets and, and, and squads. But, that said, it is a great run that they're on in the are deserving the praise that they're getting at the moment I love this league The top four were separated by two points at three o'clock The top four are still separated by two points This will go on and on I, I, I think they all have the consistency To take this to the wire It's going to be a sensational finish Yeah, that, that top four is, is opening up a little bit As you alluded to earlier, Gordon mm. I Remember the full table was kind of like that But it's now it's three points between the top four. Is that what you said? You three points between two, the top two four. points. Two points separate the top four. I I think Oni makes a great point, and this is where I think the difference will be at the end of the season. He says he likes players at the top end of the se- uh, top end of the pitch. That's a little bit different. Can do. They've got that. Murray will score goals for fun. Don Thomas. Don Thomas. Yeah, Ayers got it as well. So I think that if you look at that in Dundee, I've got decent enough players. So the the guys that can. They can keep fit and bang in the important goals. I think that will just be the fine lines that will get someone the championship. Yeah, I guess the losers, if you can call them that, it's not a terrible result by any stretch on a on a one-off. But uh, Morton drawing at our both today, so they're the only one of the top four that couldn't pick up all three points. Uh, they are now in fourth, but as Hugh says, the points gap makes it barely worth worrying uh, about the actual league position. However, the picture down at the bottom is really not looking good for Hamilton Ackies. They're on the receiving end of that 4 0 uh, against Queen's Park today. Here are the thoughts of John Rankin. I'm not happy about I'm bottom of the league. We're bottom of the league. Uh, I'm, I'm really not happy. I'm, I'm disgusted. I'm embarrassed by it. Uh, and I, I totally understand that they're upset by it. But I, I'm not going to accept it. I'm going to continue to fight and try and try and make us better, try and get us up the league. Uh, and I can, we can only do that by working Monday to Friday and, and, and getting on a, a Saturday and making it better and, and players rolling their sleeves up and prepared to do the dirty side of the game as well as uh, the other part of it. Do you, do you feel secure in your own job? Are you worried about it? Listen, in, in, in football, 
Uh, you never know what's around the corner, but uh, I'll, I'll never give up. I'll never give up. I'll, I'll fight uh, and I'll scrap and, 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 and turn players and grab grab people and drag them with us. Uh, I want to go forward. I want I want the players to go forward. I want to believe we can go off the foot of the table. There's two points behind their growth. That's one one. Yeah. Changes everything and it, it builds confidence and that that confidence kicks on kicks you on to the next game. Uh, we came off the back of a good result last week and ultimately we, ha- we haven't seen anything from that uh, that game today. Uh, yeah, we create chances, but the back door's too too wide open for me. Yeah, strong words. Disgusted, embarrassed at being yeah. bottom of the, the league. The only break he got today was that. Uh, the goalkeeper Sneddon, Jamie Sneddon, scored for Partick Dislet Cove, uh, which means that Cove are only, I say only, seven points ahead of mm. Hamilton Ackies in third place. Uh, but it, it's a it's a long slog. I, I, I can only wish John Rankin well. It would appear on the face of it, the odds are against him. Yeah, he's an honest as honest a pro as I've ever came across, and you can hear that with what he's saying because he understands football and and football management and how results like that could lead to you losing your job, I guess. But I mean, he he went from Hearts Reserve. He decided it was time to get in to first team coaching, and he went there. He took the step, brave step, because if you're in that job. I dare say it's quite a cushy number if you're a reserve team coach and you can just tick along behind the scenes but he made the step he's made the step to management and he's finding it difficult with a young squad I don't think anybody maybe thought anything other than that uh, but he's right he will have to keep fighting he will have to maybe the next game throw in some of these young players you cannot keep picking the same players to let you down time and time again otherwise you lose your job So why not go with the young guys Who might give you more energy And more end product Yeah it's hard Gordon Because like football management You just simply have to take The, the flack They're very rarely a situation Where people would unanimously say There is nothing more the manager could do That's just mm. never going to happen But You know, you look at Maybe maybe the lack of resource Is really catching up with Hamilton You look at the age of those subs You look at the inexperience should they be bottom of the league? Well, maybe that's a different matter, but it's not It's not an easy set of circumstances. Yeah, just listening to his interview, it's clear that he obviously feels that they're very naive at the back, Gordon, with the amount of goals and how they're, they're losing goals, probably with ease. I think he's fighting a losing battle. He's got young players in there. And yeah, Marks makes a point, throwing the young ones' energy, nothing to lose. But if you're not good enough and you're not at that stage yet... Um, you're just going to lose game after game after game. I'll bet you John Rankin is a pro, and we've, we've all been there. He'll have tried every different thing changing training schedules, working in different things, changing systems, the full lot. That's a very competitive league, and there's a lot of good teams and a lot of good experienced players in it. And Hamilton are struggling just now, but I'd be interested to see what the the board and the fans think because Hamilton's a very very good club they back the manager they go with the manager they run the club very well they bring through young players but relegation is certainly staring them in the face just now uh, we're almost there what will the picture look like then by the time we come back on Monday we know the Netherlands are through are Argentina joining them or does the Australian fairy tale continue no I think it'll end tonight I think they've done remarkably well to get to this stage but they're coming up against a different quality of side in the real business end of the tournament Argentina will go through it France to see off Poland Ah oh, easy Poland are a, a gang England to see off Senegal Yep, yep. Japan, Croatia I, I think Japan could cause an upset 
I like don't think it's energy. an upset anymore, is it? Well, really? I think I think everybody runners up at the last World Cup though. Ah, Croatia are spent. Dyson, Dyson putting out Josip Juranovic. That'd be a story. They'll be directly up against each other. Well, that'll be the picture by the time we come back on Monday, and then of course I think Brazil, South Korea will take place uh, whilst we are on air. So that is pretty much us uh, for tonight. Thank you to Hugh Evans, to Mark Wilson. To Gordon Dale The biggest thanks as always Goes to you though You clearly can't do this without you So many tweets and calls On a Saturday afternoon And I know it's a busy time of year I know loads of you Would have just been Patiently, quietly listening along Whether out in the car At home Maybe out doing your shopping So we appreciate you getting in touch As well It was a good old day For Queen's Park Individually It doesn't come much better For Jamie Snedden Maybe just one point in the bag For Partick Thistle But a late equaliser by the Partick Thistle goalie That will live long in the memory uh, I'm sure we enjoyed covering those matches As we build back towards the return Of the Premiership Not too far away now Rangers Hibs will be first up in the meantime And I know it's Christmas party season So we've got just the man for you George Bowie, poised and ready GBX up next